Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, this you. is uh, welcome. I'm Jason Batalden. I want to welcome our six or seven loyal uh, listeners. Um, actually, Paul, we're above six or seven by now, but we started out with about three, and they, we got to six, and now we're we're doing pretty good. Uh, for you, those of you that are new to the show, this is our Sweet Talk podcast, brought to you by uh, Idaho State Continuing Education Workforce Training um, and uh, Department, or what are we? We're not a division. We're a department. Yeah, we're a department. All right. You, I've only been working here for so long. I don't even know. What only two years. <laughs> okay. We have an exciting guest today. Um, and so we definitely want to uh, get her on and get her talking. So we don't have to listen to me. But with that, just a quick reminder, we're on our 20-minute still format still. And with that, we start with the word, welcome, Courtney Rhodes. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Great. Now introduce a little bit yourself, uh, your title, position, what you all do, and uh, and uh, kind of just say hello to to our more than six faithful listeners. To the people. Hello, yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Courtney Rhodes, like Jason mentioned. Um, I am the Director of Marketing and Recruitment for the College of Technology at Idaho State University. Um, lots of words I just kind of vomited at you um, and so what that means is I am in charge of um, recruitment efforts as well as marketing the College of Technology in addition to Idaho State University as part of a college um, that's housed within there so I get to do a lot of the fun creative things but then at the same time there's still a lot of pressure um, involved with numbers and how many students are coming in so it's a kind of double-edged sort of you get to be fun and creative but if your fun and creative isn't bringing in those numbers then you kind of gotta reevaluate there so <laughs> you gotta be a, di a different type of fun and creative then yes exactly exactly <laughs> so you gotta you gotta that's the reality i feel like of when you grow up is oh i want to do this that or the other and then you you finally get there and you're like oh i have to also pay bills and i also have to do these things <laughs> So it's the adult version of marketing. <laughs> I like groceries and a hot shower, so I'm willing to do just about anything, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, so. on top of those challenges, uh, the interesting thing here is you're – okay, can I still say you're new to the position? Or Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, I've, had, I've had an interesting start, I guess you could say. So I started the last week of January – um, and then I had about four weeks where I was in office and I was um, still meeting new people. And if anyone has worked in higher education or knows higher education, we kind of move a little bit slower than the rest of the world. So it took about you know, like a week to get a computer set up and my passwords and the access and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I want to say like 
even though I was there for four weeks, the first two were just kind of getting settled. And then the last two were just kind of actually starting to meet new people. I think there was a grand total of probably six or seven people I met outside of my immediate office that I actually got to meet with. And then right after that, I got married. Um, so timing wise, it's kind of just <laughs> down. Um, so I got married, we went to Hawaii on our honeymoon. And it was kind of like this weird movie experience where we went, we turned off our phones and it was like right at the very beginning that COVID was starting to hit New York. Oh, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so we turned off our phones and we were like, we're just going to enjoy our time here. Um, we're in paradise. We might as well. So I think it was Friday where we turned our phones back on to kind of log in for our flight. And it was like an explosion happened of, you know, you have to make sure you may not even get out of Hawaii. What's this going to look like? They're starting to shut down borders. It, oh, was, no. it was crazy. Um, and so it was an interesting transition coming back. Um, so we well, changed planes. Now, hold on, hold on just a second, because yeah. <laughs> right away when this all happened, right, you, we saw all those stories online about couples exactly in the situation, circumstance you just described, mm -hmm. and they're stuck in like, you know, Borneo or, yeah. you know, like some exotic, and so that was almost you. You were yeah, like almost. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was almost us. And the thing that was really funny about it is my mother-in-law is, um, used to be an ER nurse. So she was kind of very much on the cutting edge of what was happening. And so before she even let us get on the plane she handed at the wedding she handed us masks and she said put those in your bags because you might need them i i looked at my husband and i was like this is so weird and then what's even funnier is my dad texted me before we got on our plane and said you need and he's he's a germaphobe and a clean freak so he's like you need to make sure you get disinfectant wipes and this is his normal kind of routine that he does to make sure to wipe things down right. um so it was, I was so grateful for, you know, that those two people in my life, because when we came back, it was like wiping everything down and masks and all that kind of stuff. It was just wow. crazy. Um, but what was weird was the, the transition. Um, so we changed planes in California um, in the Sacramento airport. Um, and so that's where my parents are from. And so we stayed overnight. Um, so we flew from Kauai into Sacramento and nobody on the flight was wearing um, masks um, just because like we're on an island we really haven't been exposed um, and so no one was wearing masks but when we landed in the Sacramento airport which is a very busy airport um, and we weren't landing super late I think we got there around 6 p.m. the airport was empty like oh. and I'd never seen it like that before and I was like this is really weird um, <laughs> So we, we spent the night with my um, parents and then got on our flight from Sacramento into Salt Lake the next day. And when we got to the Sacramento airport, we wore masks when we got there and we walked into the airport. And again, it wasn't super busy, but there were people on there getting ready for their flights. Everybody was wearing a mask. It was the craziest thing. We got on the plane. Nobody was handing out water. Nobody was handing out, um, you know, snacks, the typical thing. It was a very eerie, quiet.
quiet flight into Salt Lake. Um, Yeah, it was very odd. And then so we drove back up to Idaho Falls. And before we even walked in the door, my mother was like, okay, you need to take your shoes off outside. We're going to wipe down your suitcases. So it was it was like stepping into um, a movie almost of kind of craziness. Um, And what was really interesting was I was, so we got home on a Sunday and we were planning on going back to work on Monday. And I got an email um, from my boss saying, you know, because of the things that are going on, we recommend that you quarantine for two weeks. Um, And I was like, okay, I completely understand. That's totally fine. I'll just work remotely. Um, And about three days into the quarantine is when Idaho State was like, okay, we're sending everybody home. I was like, well, this is very odd. So it's, it's been, it's been, it was a drastic change. Not only like, not only did I just move states, move in, um, to a a new job, get married. And then I came back into, you know, pandemic central and then I was working remotely. Um, And so it's been, I will say it's been a roller coaster. And yet, and yet you haven't been in the office long enough to know which one's the closest bathroom. (laughs) You know what I mean? Which is the bathroom I want to use? That's an important thing. thing. The thing too that's really trippy is we're up in the Eames building, which is undergoing this massive um, construction project. And so um, when I went up there, oh gosh, about three weeks into quarantine, because I had to go pick up my computer for work, um, because I was working on my personal laptop, and they don't recommend that. Um, So (laughs) I went up there after my quarantine, I went up there. And the thing that's odd about it is construction will put in false walls in certain areas to block it off. So I walked in and I got so confused how to get to my office because I was like that wall wasn't there I, I swear that <laughs> was in my mind so it was a mind trip going back and I was like I'm so confused I love it you know I love I love the part with so I, I know I'm I'm backtracking but the, the thing on that that story you told me is when you landed in Sacramento your first thought I mean, my first thought would have been, did I just enter a Stephen King novel? I mean, did I just go into Langoliers? You know what I mean? Have you ever seen that? It's a horrible movie. But (laughs) but it's a horrible movie, but doggone it. You're looking around going, I just landed in, it's Langoliers. This is what's happening right now. It was, it was, it was such a weird experience going through that. And it, it felt like a, a light switch where it was like you were everything was totally fine but there was this like rumbling of you know pandemic rumors but it felt similar to like when swine flu was happening and h1n1 and those kinds of things of you know a a lot of smoke and no fire was kind of what it felt like and then all of a sudden you came back and the whole building was engulfed was how it felt like it was just like I remember, I remember turning to my husband when we landed and I go, is it too late to go back to Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Why did you ever leave? I know, yeah. I, I know. It's definitely one of those things where I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, uh, the thing too is like they, Hawaii has it just recently, I want to say within the last week or two, just opened to inner island travel. And I was like, yeah. 
we could have been spending this whole time in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I wonder, I do wonder if paradise in a pandemic is still paradise. I'm just, yeah. I'm just tossing that out. Right. right oh exactly. man. Especially that is great. Costs like $6 a gallon over there. <laughs> So, so Courtney, um, I mean, you came in, you got a new job, you came, moved into a, a new state, mm-hmm. um, then you got married, honeymoon, pandemic. Yeah. I, I would imagine you haven't even had a chance to explore the new place you live in now. Not really. I think that's the hardest point and, and, and struggle I think I've had. I'm such an extrovert too, so that... I haven't, I really didn't get a chance to interact with my staff, um, to get to know them for them, the opportunity to get to know me as their new boss. And then I think the thing too, about exploring the new state that you're in, or even the new city that you're in, um, is being able to interact with people and understand the dynamic, um, that happens because I came from, I originally, um, so I'm originally from California, but for the past five years, I was in Texas. I was working at Texas A&M. And so the atmosphere, the people are very, very different than Idaho. And so it was very strange sometimes when I would be on these Zoom meetings and I would make a joke and no one would laugh. And I'm like, wrong crowd, I guess. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah got know your audience. You got to know your audience. So, Courtney, I'm originally from the East Coast, from Massachusetts, and I okay. moved here uh, about 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, this whole thing is you move across the country, you sit down, and you have certain, you know, phrases yeah. or, you know, things that you say on, on a normal mm-hmm. basis, and it just goes on deaf ears, or people just look at you going, I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. And it, it was funny, because the big thing at Texas A&M is when you introduce yourself, or you say hi, it's howdy. So when when I when those first Zoom start started, um, they would introduce me, and I'm like, "Howdy, I'm Courtney," and everyone just kind of look at me like, what? "Yeah, I'm from the East Coast. Uh, we're actually way more reserved." Hello, nice to meet you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh. So it's, it's definitely been an, an an interesting experience. I think the other thing too that I'm not, that I still a little bit is there's things like when you ask me where I live and you're like, are you on the West or the East side? And I'm like, I don't don't know. I just haven't left my house. So I've gotten, well, and the thing too, that's really sad is I still ask my husband for directions to like the grocery store because I don't know where to, where I'm going and the street names are all different. And this grid system is new i know it it is it is so courtney is your husband from idaho yes so he um born and raised in idaho falls so um i get a little bit of insight there but most of the time like when we were dating he would say things and i'm like that's so weird that's so odd why would you say you know those kind of (laughs) viewpoints and then now that there's a little bit little more where i'm interacting with people i'm like Oh, I get it now. Oh. You got a you got a context. Now exactly. it makes sense. I can put it into the whole bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. So Courtney, so, a story. Oh, sorry, Paul. Paul, I got to ask real quick. She brought it up. Your husband is he IF or Skyline? IF. 
Okay. Hopefully, it's not something bad. In, in, in a couple years, you will, you know. So, <laughs> so Courtney, a uh, story when I first moved here. Yeah. I'm driving along the highway and, you know, we're driving along and I look over and there's like a lots of open space, which mm-hmm. is not common. Um, and I go, what town is that? And the person goes, oh, that's uh, Bannock County land. I go, <laughs> I go, oh, no, but what town is it? It's Bannock County land. No, no, that's I know it's in Bannock County, but what town is it? And I never came, never understood this whole concept of there's are areas in the state that are not in a town yes yeah well and the the thing that just blows my mind and i see it and i hear it from everyone which is just so funny to me is the license plates well like you have the like the beginning part like 4b or whatever it may be and and my husband will say, oh, they're from so-and-so. That's why they drive that way. And yep. I'm like, what? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got it. Isn't that weird? It's, it's weird. so I, funny. You know, right where someone is, uh, you know, I do it too. You drive down the road, someone flies by, you go, they're either from one or two places. And sure enough, you know, you know, right away, I know where they're at. I got it now. And the thing too, that cracks me up is like, I'm like, how do you remember all of these things? (laughs) Like, I don't, I couldn't remember, you know, how to, which light to turn at to get to the grocery store and you know all the counties i'm like i don't understand well in fourth grade they do get to sing a song i think it's fourth grade they do idaho history and they got a little song they sing oh okay. yeah I, I don't know if they do it anymore all my kids sound the sing song <laughs> that's any good so with this uh, whole transition courtney as you mm-hmm. i mean i I'm, I'm thinking of great titles right you know new yeah. state new job new marriage pandemic, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, completely all this change, you're now, uh, we're into sort of, I don't like calling it the new normal, but it is our reality, right? And Mm -hmm. it looks different than it did three months ago. So what are you, how's that working? And, and, you know, what are you working on? And what, what are you seeing just as the College of Tech as we're all kind of wrestling down this whole dynamic of what this means? Um, how do you feel like we're going? How does the how is the college of tech working in that way? Good, bad. Good. Well, I think I think the struggle with acro- like across the board. So I've been lucky enough to work um, at two different universities prior to this position in two different states. So I was at um, UC Davis in California um, before I moved to Texas A&M University, and then I was there and now I'm here. So I still have contacts um, and people that I I, um, interact with on the regular basis. And it's really interesting how it's almost boiling down to each university is taking on a different avenue and what they're going to do. Um, And you see that even in Idaho in general. So Boise is talking about doing a mix um, online, in person, a hybrid kind of situation of what they're doing for their students. And then you have BYU-Idaho who is saying that they're going to be doing that, but they haven't officially said whether students are coming back or not. And I think they're waiting to see because one of the struggles that they have is they have a majority of their population is coming from out of state and across the country. And so they have to take that into consideration. And then you have Idaho state, which we were one of the first universities in the state that said, no, we're coming back in the fall um, and we're doing in person. But 
that new normal is going to look very, very different um, in the sense of spacing, social distancing, and relying on our students to be responsible um, and using the face coverings that the university is providing and making sure they're not exposing themselves because when you get these high concentrations of people, um, it spreads pretty quickly. Um, and that's just the reality of it. And it's going to be really interesting to see what the fall brings because this will be the first time um, that we have had a large concentration of people in one area. I mean, we haven't had concerts. We haven't had right. um, any of those things yet um, since bef like January, February. Right, right. So this will really tell um, kind of what it will bring um, for the fall because a lot of people are worried about um, we're having more cases and those kinds of things. Um, so I think it's just, you know, a, a partnership between the students and the university in terms of the university taking responsibility, but also relying upon the students to be responsible as well. Um, and, you know, hand washing, face coverings, those kinds sure. of things. Well, um, and, the, and the other reality of that too is just, it, you know, the reality is the university still is providing necessary, you know, training and instruction. You know, I mean, it has to happen, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what is happening, you know, what, what the College of Tech provides, you know, students need, and they yeah. need them to, to go on to those, you know, you just can't put things on hold. And so, yeah. well, you know, that, that's commendable. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, and, and the university has been really um, flexible and receptive to our needs because the College of Technology is a little bit different than, um, some of the other colleges in the sense that our programs require a specific number of lab hours of hands-on work in order to get certified. Um, and so that was, that was the biggest concern that our students had in, you know, going into the spring was, well, what about all my lab hours? Like I can't go into the workforce without my certification and, and these hours that are required. Um, and so they've been very, very accommodating and, in a sense, we've kind of been the guinea pig a little bit in terms of how this is going to look in the fall, because we do have students who are on campus now um, that are currently trying to finish these lab hours and graduate and get out because they couldn't do it in the spring. Um, and so it's definitely been a learning curve, not only for our college, but for the university as well. Um, and I think that's helped a lot in um, the planning for the fall and what right. that looks like. Well, um, and, I, and it's like I said, it speaks well to the university's commitment, right? Yeah, we exactly. rec This is important. And so, um, and, you know, as we're, as they're making those adjustments, you know, it's because this instruction and because of our students' instruction mm -hmm. and because their future is important. So. Yeah, exactly. Guess what just happened, by um, the way, the time. I heard 20 it. minutes up Did you? 20 minutes up. It's, it goes by like that. I, know. I swear we just started talking. I know. And that's, know. and that's, that's what's great about, about it is because you do, you talk and the time mm -hmm. goes by pretty quickly. But I, one, before we, before we leave, uh, Courtney, yeah. um, uh, if people were, if someone was interested in enrolling at the, uh, college of technology, mm -hmm. how would they get a hold of you? 
So there's a lot of different ways to get a hold of us. Um, I think the best way is just going to our website. Um, all of our information and contacts are right there at the very beginning. Um, if you're interested in applying um, admissions, the university admissions is really good about looping us in um, on those conversations from the beginning. Um, we love to have that one-on-one -on -one touch with each student. Um, and so that starts from your application process all the way through your graduation. Um, and so that, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing that we want to make sure that our students are aware is just because things are different doesn't mean you're not gonna get that personal one-on-one -on -one touch um, that we've promised from the get-go. Um, and that includes in your classrooms, getting that one-on-one -on -one attention from your faculty. And I think that's why um, I'm really excited for our face-to-face -face fall and what that looks like. Yeah, there's some concerns, but we, we are taking precautions and doing everything that we can possibly do while still giving that same level of education that everybody else has had years prior. Right on. So uh, right on. one last other last thing, uh, Courtney, yeah. uh, are you guys still giving tours? Yes. So that is um, something that we are continuing to do. It was a new, um, we did, we did stop for a little while. However, admissions on June 15th made that decision. Um, so we are doing tours. Um, the only thing that we do require um, is that you do wear face masks. Um, I know it's a heated topic and it's sensitive and a lot of people don't want to do that. The only problem is we are putting a lot of um, expectations on our students who are currently in our classrooms and our faculty members who are currently in the classroom right now. And it just doesn't seem right or fair to walk people through those programs and interact with our faculty and staff who are there and someone not wearing a mask. Um, yep. You know, it's, it's safety precautions. It's, you know, it's just, it's being a responsible person. Um, and so that's just the expectation we have um, just because it just, it, it's not fair to those who are there. Um, they, they, they're doing their part. And so we need others who are visiting to do theirs as well. Well, mm -hmm. I, I always, always say that our, our students are very important. Uh, I mean, the university wouldn't exist without the students, mm -hmm. the college, um, mm -hmm. and we want to keep our students safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they're in a vulnerable position, too, because it's not like they get a choice about whether or not they can be in the classroom when we come and do tours. So it's just kind of that respect and boundaries um, situation. And we, we've we actually had a few um, tours already, I think four or five um, come through, and they've all worn masks. Um, and it's been a, a really good experience. They've gotten a chance to get up and close to the equipment, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and unfortunately, if you're not, you know, using your face coverings and being responsible, it makes it a little more difficult. Um, and then the work end on our part of having to sanitize everything down yeah. afterwards yeah. and, you know, yeah. those kinds of things, so. Well, cool. Courtney, I gotta tell you, uh, this was fun. Um, <laughs> I appreciate can, it. We can have you back on the show technically, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. We have your, we didn't, it wasn't a horrible experience, I guess, is what I was saying. Okay. So we can have her back on and uh, let's hope we, I, I, I want to hear more uh, just about your transition. It, it's, I, mm -hmm. 
kudos to you. Uh, you. You're laughing. You're laughing about it. Uh, I would. I'm not sure if uh, myself would come through the, the experiences you described and not try to find a corner and curl up and cry for a couple yeah. of days. So, well, so that's pretty there's incredible. Definitely been those days, but <laughs> yeah. I. Try, I mean, it's the situation you in that I'm in. So it's like you. You can either laugh about it or cry about it. And so I've kind of done a blend of both. <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. Um, and Paul, don't forget to stop recording before. Anyway, yeah. no, I, no, I've no, messed no, I, this up nine wait, times. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Justin, you want to do your exit? I do. Yeah, Paul, I want to do my exit. My exit is real simple. First of all, thank you all for listening to the show. Uh, if you have any questions, contact us on cetrain.isu.edu. That's cetrain.isu.edu. Courtney, we thank you for having on the show. Paul, as always, thank you for uh, making sure we got uh, excellent uh, uh, quality technical support and insight. And uh, please be sure to check us out and check out our past podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> I better get off before I cut. So anyway, thank you so much, Courtney. <laughs> thank you, thank Courtney. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Oh, okay.